0: I'm Helen Marshall, and this is the Diary of a CLO. I hope no one's listening, but if you are, definitely share it. Frank Smith is the CEO of Matchroom, a global sporting event promotions company founded by English entrepreneur Barry Hearn, and run by him and his son Eddie Hearn, who you may have heard of. Smith joined the business at age 16 and has grafted his way to CEO. In this episode, he shares how his grit and attention to detail got him to where he is today and how he leads with care and trust. Enjoy. Hi, Frank, and welcome to Diary of a CLO. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing?
1: I'm all good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. How are you?
0: Yeah, all good, thank you. So I'd love to dig straight into um, our conversation. So you joined Matchroom at 16, and I think there's there's two things really I'd like to dig into there. So how you got into that role, and, and I think what at 16 made you think, let's just give this a go. And then secondly, staying with a business for as long as you have is quite actually unusual in, in today's kind of market. So did you set your sights on CEO and, and then just pave your way there? Can you tell me a little bit about your story?
1: Yeah, so I met, actually met Eddie Hearn when I was 14 years old at Ronford Greyhound Track. I was selling raffle tickets um, for a, a charity and Eddie was there. I, I didn't know who he was, I just knew he had a nice car outside. So it was never about, you know, getting a job in the sport. It was just right place, right time. Um, I was either going to be, go and work for Eddie or be a stockbroker. So it was two very different routes. I think at that age, all I really cared about was money and was as with a lot of people you know that was impressionable so he had a nice bentley i thought i want a bentley how do i get how do i do that i'll go and get a job with him um so yeah it all started there i started as a runner we used to do a lot of televised poker i used to make very good teas and coffees and pizzas and uh started doing that then been this for coming up to 15 years full time um i don't think it was ever my intention really thought process was I'm going to become a CEO I think I just thought anything I did I was going to work really hard in whether it was this business or something else you know I'm not a cra- the strange thing is I'm not a crazy sportsman I never really was I just like business and I like being involved in things I have one I think for me the success is people going do you know what? he's really good at his job and for me I came to a company that gave me an opportunity over the years to keep growing and developing you know there's a lot of businesses you go into and you don't really have any opportunity to grow you're sort of just a cog in a wheel that you turn up you do your job at matchroom i was given the opportunity especially by eddie's dad barry to you know take chances and do things that i'll be honest when i was a 17 18 year old was thinking i have not got a clue what i'm doing here but those opportunities were really what put me on this path of where i am now because i've done everything you know throughout our business at all levels i've dressed up as the latent orient mascot i've made tea and coffee as i said i've tried to write press releases i was useless at it um so yeah that that set me on the path to sort of give me the opportunity to to get to where i am today and it was very very lucky in many ways you know luck comes into it a hundred percent to fall into the position on day one but after the after you've been given that opportunity, it's really on you. Because I started with a lot of people here who, not you know, either left or didn't really do anything. They sort of just coasted along. And you know, I, I've taken the opportunity and worked hard and everything I've been given. So, yeah, I think it was never it was never my intention as a 15 year old, 14 year old to go, going to go and work at Matrim and I'm going to become the CEO. It just ended up like that, and it's been a it's been a good journey so far.
0: And the role of CEO requires a certain attitude, perspective and approach to the business. Did you find it difficult to make that switch having done so many other roles um, in the business or did it come quite naturally to you?
1: I think it's quite natural. I I think what's helpful as well is because I don't own the business. Now, sometimes when it's your business completely, it's hard for you to understand why not everyone wants to give the same level of effort as you, is the truth. I've always worked like it was my own business wherever whether I was you know I used to sell car key rings as a kid that was like my job to me I did everything and when I came to work here it was like it was always I care more about matrooms money than probably my own but that's always been my mindset and I think when it's not your business it's co- it's a lot easier to sort of take a view of people and the team and you know understand different people's mindsets because It takes all kinds of people to be part of a business. And, you know, I've been lucky enough because I've worked through every element of our business. I, I actually understand what people are going through. You know, sometimes senior people, you know, we've never been a business that's hired at a senior level. It's always been worked through to get to where you are. We've, you know, there's been a lot of good people have come out through that process. But I think if you have an understanding of a business from top to bottom, you know, you can sit down with someone who's dealing with a problem with tickets, PR, social. You don't have to be the best at it, but if you have some kind of idea about what they're going through, it helps to actually have a conversation with them. And I think a lot of businesses fail on that that side because they don't have someone who understands. They just have someone coming in a senior doesn't really understand the business and can't sit down with someone and understand the issues they're going through. Um but for me, I, you know, I'm quite a, I am quite I do not think as a CEO of a business, you can hold on to issues. You just have to get on with things and go, people make mistakes every day. I make mistakes every day. We all do. But some people, it's very hard for them to accept people making mistakes. I think being in a leadership role, you have to sit there and go, right, I understand why they did it. Let's just not do it again and move forward with it. Too many people hold too many grudges. Um, but yeah, I think Working through the business for me was the key and being able to be in the position I'm in, because I understand what people are going
0: And that's growth mindset, right? As well, like thinking about that's a problem, but let's just move on. Think about what we can do next and how we can get to where we need to be. Um, you mentioned Eddie Hearn previously, and he's obviously such a well-known public figure and I, I guess from the outside looking in, he seems really switched on what's it actually like to work with him and, um, do you two make a good team? Do you balance each other out well? What's it like?
1: Yeah, look, I get compared a lot to Eddie. You know, he's he's the best at what he does. You know, no one comes close to him in our, in our business. And no, I don't think anyone will. I don't, I don't see anyone coming close to him. I think, you know, in every business, you need different people who have different skill sets. Um, like I said, I get compared to him. It's frustrating because I do a lot of interviews and people go, well, he's not as good as Eddie. And it's like, he's been doing it a long time and that is his world he's a salesman like i say that you can't come close to i am very good with paperwork i like you know i like numbers i like detail we're two completely different people but it works well and it's what you need because eddie is very much a million miles an hour right next one this one this is an idea i've come up with and you go that is a great idea but it's never going to happen you know and he has thousands of them and thousands of thoughts and he goes what about this what about that and then it's like yeah but we gotta do it and it's not as that not as easy as that so I think we sort of bounce off each other I've known him for I mean half of my life now and I've spent more time with him than I've spent with my family we drive each other mental I'm sure at times but the good thing is it gives me the ability to have an honest you know sometimes it's difficult in business when someone owns a business that not always say yes because you work for someone but a lot of the time you're not being paid just to toe the party line and go okay yeah great let's do that because it was your idea sometimes it's good to have different you know people from having different opinions and we, we have different opinions a lot and sometimes we go with his sometimes we go with mine he's good because he lets me get on with what i'm good at and i don't really step in a step in the way of what he does you know we always say in 70 years i'm we'll just be wheeling him out at press conferences like go on then give it another go get out there do your job um but yes it's it's a good balance i think it's it's important and every business needs that um and it people don't always understand it because they just look at me as like a miniature version of him and say well you're just going to do what he does and that's never really been my focus I, i love the business i love putting events on i love improving shows um and he is the salesman so yeah, a, good, a good pairing
0: has it been hard living in that shadow almost that if people kind of relate you to eddie and and have that expectation is that is that hard something that's hard to live with
1: not really i, I take it you know we do a lot of interviews like youtube style interviews and everyone goes god he's boring he's got nothing on eddie you know and i actually think i've got quite a funny personality you just have to spend some time around me i'm just very cool When it comes to cameras and uh, interviews. But he, yeah, I think you usually get used to it over a period of time. A lot of people don't actually know you or know what you do. Like people, it's hard for me to tell people what I do all day. You know, even I find it hard to tell them what I do all day. But um, you just, after a period of time, get used to it. And actually, you know, you only have to look at the success we've created as a business. And, you know, it's been a whole group effort. You know, there's a lot of us here that do it. i I think maybe for some people over time it's hard to because eddie gets a lot of the 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 praise from external people but he also takes a lot of the flack as well so being that face of a business you know it's good in many ways because you get the positive side but there's a huge especially in our business there's a huge negative side as well because it all really comes back to you um so you know I, I don't mind it I don't want to be the the face of something I'm not it's never been my interest is to become the face of something I'll do it I'll do interviews I'll do whatever I need to do but that's not my focus really
0: yeah sure um, and I suppose coaching and mentoring is something that we know is vital to the success of of many businesses Who have you looked to for guidance over the years? So I know you've mentioned that you've known Eddie for a long time. Has it always been Eddie? Are there other people that you rely on for that support?
1: Yeah, I think early days when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, like I said, I always wanted to be successful. I always wanted to, you know, make us in whatever it was. There was no plan in my head. I'm going to go and do X, Y, Z. It was just whatever you do, whether you go and stack shelves in Tesco's, go and be the best at it. Um, I think my family, you know, my granddad had a successful business. My father, my stepdad, you know, they were all involved in different businesses, different sectors. And always, I think looked up to them and what they were doing. Then when I met Eddie at 14, as I say, very impressionable then, you know, it was much more about money then as well. It was like, look at him, he's got this car, he's got that watch. And to me, that was cool back then. It's always going to be cool, but you change don't you over a period of time as to what's important. I think Eddie's been a huge part of that. His, his dad Barry has been a massive mentor for me, and as well, given me the opportunities. You know, they, they gave me an opportunity when they didn't really have to. And I was a fifteen-year-old kid asking them for a job. And to be honest, after three months, I got my final warning because I turned up an hour and a half late. So you know, it was it was very much. They didn't have to do it, but they gave me chances. As I say with Barry, it was like, right, go and do this. And I'd walk out of his office and be like, I haven't got a clue what that is, but we'll give it a go. Um, you know, I used to sit in his office and make 75 like uh, cold calls to people trying to sell tickets to the Darts. And that that's what really started me off. As from there, it used to be like, you'd pick up the phone, hello, hello, my name's Frank. And you'd be like, they'd be like, just put the phone back down. You put the phone back there, and after a period of time, you get so used to the nose that it just becomes, you know, it just becomes the norm. And I think that that actually was a big part of the learning, you know, all that process. Um, but yeah, Barry's been a massive mentor, I'd say, for me. You know what he's done in business. He's set up a business, been going for forty years now. You know, it's probably we're probably one of the biggest private sports promoters and event promoters in the world. Um, and you know, like I say, it's been good to have someone that's given you the opportunity to take risks and make mistakes as well because you know too many people think you can't make mistakes but you know we're all human it, actually in the age of ai maybe we will all be replaceable and that doesn't make any mistakes but you know it's it's good to have people who actually accept the real world because not a lot of people always do
0: yeah, do you, uh, do you extend that same idea of kind of taking a risk on someone to anyone else you work with? Like, do you take a chance on, on people that you bring into the business? How, how do you pay that forward?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think I've always said, like, for me, I got my job because I was just relentless and didn't stop messaging and saying, give me a job, give me a job, otherwise I'm going to go somewhere else. Now, we've built up a, a big team here. You know, it used to be like five or six people in our boxing business. We've got 35 people now. And it's nice to be able to give people opportunities. You know, I think as a business, we really let give people free reign. It's not like a, what are you doing today? How did you get on with this? Give me a report. It's go out and do well. And in some ways that's good because, you know, some people like the flexibility and, the, you know, ability to go and do that. Other people need more leadership. Now, I think, yeah, it's been nice giving people opportunities. You'd always love to give everyone who come, you know, it's a hard time. You'd love to give everyone... I literally get people... I've had a guy message me for 300 days in a row for a job. And you know, the, I think the difficulty in our business is... You want fans, but at the same time, you don't want massive fans. Because you have to be able to step back and make decisions based on the good of a business decision, not a sports decision all the time. It's the same in football whatever. Now, we're a business where people go, well, I love boxing, so I'd fit in there. And it's like, well... You know, the reality is you'd come in and you probably wouldn't love it as much being directly involved in it. And you have to take those, you know, you have to make hard decisions, which maybe as a fan, you'd go, what are they doing? Because you don't understand, you know, the reasons behind it. But it's nice to give people opportunities. And like I say, we've got a big team here and now across our whole group business now, probably got 120, 130 people. Started off with 25, 30 uh, when I was here and there was a lot less even before that, so... Yeah, it's quite amazing to see the growth and, like I say, give people opportunities from a young age who then can go on and and improve themselves.
0: There's key key lessons there as well, but what what other lessons about leadership have you learned from from both your journey and the mentorships that you've had throughout your career?
1: I think one of the key ones is you're not always right, (laughs) Um, you know, and sometimes it's like pride thing if you want everything you say to be right, but actually over time to let people take a bit of ownership of things because you can't micromanage especially at the level we're at you know we do 40 odd boxing events a year we're literally on the road every day back forward next place here there and and everywhere and you need to really step back and let people you know you bring people into roles there's no point bringing people in if you're literally going to sit sit on top of them and make every decision for them you know some people aren't going to be very good that's the reality of it And you just have to accept over a period of time, you're going to bring some people in who just want to coast their way through. Fair enough. Some people will go get us and will work 24 hours a day. Brilliant. But it's about accepting all the different people that it takes to make up a business, I think, and accepting that you have to let up some control as a business grows as well. Like I say, when there was five or six of us, we were very much all involved in everything. Now, like... I, I don't get involved in much because you wouldn't have enough time in the day to think about what are you trying to do in the future. Like for me, my focus now is growing our business internationally, you know, spending a lot more time traveling around, meeting people to expand. And I can't do what I used to do while trying to do that. So I think that that's the biggest learning for me really is don't micromanage people and accept that people are going to make mistakes, but learn from them, really.
0: Learn. Then how would you describe yourself as a leader? I know it's quite a difficult question and you've described yourself as analytical and fun as well. Um, How would you actually describe yourself as a leader?
1: I think I'm quite open. You know, I'm here if people want to have conversations about things. You know, I think the hardest thing as a business grows also is putting people in place so there's not real direct relationships and where you've grown and you've seen the business from early to where we are now it's you know it's hard to put like this like look at org charts for example and say right this person reports to this person you should just be one or two of us like i say i think for me it's just about being open to people and being able to have conversations and relatable and i think i am and it's a balance between being friendly and a laugh and being a boss basically you know and it's always a hard balance but i'm Some people, my missus says I'm too soft. Other people say I'm really hard. You know, so I don't really know where I fall, to be honest. Just as long as I can always be relatable to people and they can have a conversation, then that's good to me.
0: Yeah, context is king, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Um, One thing I'd really like to chat about is how you negotiate. So whether that is with sponsors or venues or athletes, what advice would you give to anyone when it comes to negotiating effectively? Because it, it is a skill, right, to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, our business, we're literally negotiating every minute of every day with different, whether it's fighters, whether it's uh, governments around site deals, whether it's broadcasters, and you have to take a different approach with everyone. You know, I kind of have the approach of, I, I work with a lot of people who are hard work and think that is the way to get in the best deal. When actually with me, and everyone's different you know so it's not it's not a set way of working now i think if you're fair and you 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 try and work together and also have an understanding of both sides now i've always had that i've always looked at things with a view of the reasons behind why they're saying things and i think i've always been quite good with that and i I work with a lot of people as i say who are very hard work very difficult people and They don't really want you to do, they don't care about you doing well basically and they can't understand the overall picture. So, you know, I I guess for me it's just about understanding from all sides. You know, you you never really want to do a deal where you leave people unhappy because you're never going to do it again in miles, So it's about accepting that other people will make money and I think in this day and age there's a lot of people who just care about themselves and don't want other people to make money. And the reality of business is you want everyone to make money because you want everyone involved to be successful and do it time and time again. There's too much short term mentality now, I think in, in business as well. It's like, just worry about this, this, or this moment now. And, you know, we're around for a long time. or hopefully we are now as a business, we've been here for 40 years. So everything I do now is thinking about, right, where does this get us in three, four, five years time? Not just where does it get us in three months? But, you know, everyone's got different goals, different targets. Um, and, but for me, that, that's what I'd say, is ensure that everyone in some ways is successful from it because it will mean you can do it time and time again.
0: That's a really nice outlook as well.
1: well um, I'm maybe not agreed by many people, by the way. You know, <laughs> but that's my view.
0: Um, Matt Treem is known for putting on the best events in the industry. How do you stay ahead of your competitors? What What makes you different?
1: Yeah, I think... You know, the, the work ethic from, you know, we, we've been sort of market leaders in what we do. We have, we have competition in various markets. There's no one else really out there doing what we do on a global scale, but in the UK, we have two or three competitors. In the US, we have two or three competitors. I think for us, it's about, it's more, it's care, really. It's walking out, like I go to every show, every, every uh, event we do around the world in boxing, and I walk out every week, And I look around and I go, right, is this any good? And I look at it from a fan's perspective and say, if I was a fan, would I come and watch this? And if I was a fan, would I walk in here and go, this is unbelievable, or would I walk in here and go, this is a load of rubbish? And don't get me wrong, we have had moments where I've walked in there and gone, this is terrible. We're never doing it like this again. And I think that's, you know, competition's great, but having in your own mind, the fact that you want to be the best, regardless of what anyone else is doing, is is worth more than anything else, in my opinion. Because every week, and it, and it's not, it doesn't work like that for every business, but for ours, where there's something tangible there, and you've built something from day one, you know, of an event through to the actual event happening, to walk out and see sixty thousand people, ten thousand people, a hundred thousand people singing along to a song, you know, getting involved in the content on the screen. That for me are the moments where I go, yeah, we smashed it another week, break. But at the same time, like I say, having those moments where you go out and go, that's not good. And I'm, I'm a details person. I look around at everything and go, why is there not carpet there? Why is this not done here? You know, the tiniest details. And it's about, I think the day you lose that element of care is the day you should stop doing it because you, you don't care enough at that point. But I've still got it, you know, even after 15 years, even after probably 400 350 boxing shows i still have that i walk around and go this isn't good enough and i think that is the key really mm-hmm.
0: do you think if you ever felt like you didn't care a hundred percent that would be the moment in which you would look somewhere else
1: yeah a hundred percent because it's it's not an enjoyable business the, the business of boxing because it, it's it's hard work you know every night every day you wake up you go to sleep and you're like ah, oh, can't be bothered you know Everyone has those moments in every job, I'm sure. But if I didn't enjoy that side of it and didn't have that level of care, it wouldn't be worth doing. Because money's great, but you can make money doing a lot of different things, and you can make money if you work really hard. In my view, like don't get me wrong, there's it's it can be tougher for people. I completely agree. But I think if you've got the work ethic, you can go into pretty much anything and and do well if you really really want to and have the opportunity. I think, um, yeah, if you, if you lose that sort of excitement and care, that's the day you should walk away from something because you're never going to do it justice. You're never really going to do yourself justice in it. You know, I want to be, like I said earlier, I want to be known as a success to people who go, yeah, he was really good at what he did and you will only do that if you care about it. Yeah.
0: And just to wrap up our conversation, have you set your sights on your next goal yet? And what, uh, what keeps you motivated to achieve it?
1: I always say that I'm going to open a flip-flop shop in Bali, sell some havianas on the beach and put sunbeds out um, in, in my long term, I eh? that, that sounds good to me. But I think for, for us as, as we grow as a business, you know, it's to see where it's come from to where it is now is quite amazing. Um, but we don't really want to stop there. I don't, for me there's no real target it's kind of just keep improving you know it's you can easily set targets oh, i want to do this or i want to make this or i want to get to this point in five years time and i think sometimes you get lost in that and you're just chasing something and actually embracing and enjoying what you're doing like i get to travel the world every i was bad at this before because it used to be like when am i going to make money or when i'm going to do this but I, I get to travel the world nearly every week and see places and Go to meetings and meet people that I never thought I'd meet and I sit back now and think every week it's like wow that was amazing you know and I did it yesterday I was, I was at home for 24 hours I'm going away again to the Middle East for a few days then Mexico and I was like can you quite believe where you where you are and I think sometimes if you set too many goals to long-term personal I'm not talking about business but personally you get lost in because all you, you're focusing on is that target for five years away and actually just embrace it and enjoy it because you never know you could not be here tomorrow or you could not be in a position that you're in next week no one's replaceable um so yeah just in, enjoy every moment i'd say
0: and celebrate the small wins as well as the big
1: ones yeah yeah because there's a lot of, there's a lot of them and and uh, it, it gives you a much more happier outlook on life i'd say
0: definitely Well. T- Frank, thank you for for joining me on A Diary of a CLO and for, for sharing so openly. I really appreciate your time.
1: No problem at all. Good to speak.
0: This podcast is powered by Thrive. We're a complete learning and skills platform creating modern learning solutions for modern businesses globally. Check us out.